Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on July 18th, 2022 from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. In the politics section of our show, we look at the new honor one well-known South Carolina native was just bestowed in the halls of Congress. We hear some tense exchanges between two of our representatives and witnesses during a hearing on abortion in Washington. And we have a campaign 2022 update on who could be Democrat Joe Cunningham's lieutenant governor pick. In business, we take to the skies and we take a look at the 787 Dreamliner in the latest. Charleston notches a decade as America's favorite city by travel and leisure readers, and the Ports Authority closed out a record fiscal year. We don't have a medical section today, but we do have an update for you on COVID in the state in just a moment. Additionally, we want to hear your stories. That's why we have a voicemail box set up to hear from you guys about your daily life in these uncertain times. Let us know. Leave us a one to three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Leave your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on. Let us know if you've been a part of this recent surge with COVID-19, the Omicron BA4, BA5 variants that we've been talking about. If you're out and about traveling, if you're hanging out at home, what you're doing, let us know. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. The spread of COVID-19 is high according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. That's right, 32 counties are reporting high spread of COVID-19 and 13 others are reporting medium spread. We don't have a medical section today, but we are stressing that with the increase in high transmission counties, that you follow CDC recommendations. Wear a mask indoors in public, stay up to date with COVID-19 vaccines, get tested if you have symptoms, and additional precautions may be needed for people at high risk of severe illness. Now, people with symptoms or a positive test or exposure to someone with COVID-19 should wear a mask at all times when they're around folks. So test, test, test until you know your status. Now, how do you know what the COVID-19 spread looks like in your county? Well, you can check out scdhec.gov or cdc.gov, and you can view the map, plug in any state and county in the country to find out what the levels are and what precautions to take. You also may be eligible for the third round of free at-home testing kits. Find out at covidtests.gov for more. For the first time ever, the U.S. Capitol's National Statuary Hall collection features a black American. Last week, the statue of Mary McLeod Bethune, an educator and civil rights activist, among many other titles she held, was unveiled in the revered space right outside of the U.S. House of Representatives chamber. Bethune was born in Maysville, South Carolina in 1875, and according to womenshistory.org, she was one of 17 children and worked the land on which her mother worked as a slave until the family could buy it outright and harvest their own cotton crop. She grew up attending several schools and became a teacher herself, which is how she met her husband, Albertus, and moved to Florida with him, but the marriage didn't last. In 1904, she opened the Daytona Beach Literary and Industrial School for training Negro girls. Eventually, Bethune's school became a college, merging with the all-male Cookman Institute to form Bethune-Cookman College in 1929. A champion of racial and gender equality, Bethune founded many organizations and led voter registration drives after women gained the right to vote in 1920. A friend of Eleanor Roosevelt, in 1936, Bethune became the highest-ranking African-American woman in government when President Franklin Roosevelt named her Director of Negro Affairs of the National Youth Administration, 
where she remained until 1944. In 1940, she became vice president of the NAACP, a position she held for the rest of her life. Appointed by President Harry S. Truman, Bethune was the only woman of color at the founding conference of the United Nations in 1945. She died in 1955 and has also been featured on a postage stamp. While born and raised in South Carolina, her statue is for the state of Florida and replaces a statue of a Confederate general. House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn gave remarks during the unveiling ceremony last week. We cannot change history, and we should not try. Nor should we attempt to revise or distort events with misguided tributes to defenders of human bondage or perpetrators of false theories. Although much work remains to be done, throughout her life, Mary McLeod Bethune truly did her part to advance the cause of forming a more perfect union. And today, we are doing our part to honor her last will and testament. Sticking with Washington, last week the House Oversight and Reform Committee held a hearing on Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization and its impact on abortion rights. The Wednesday hearing included some heated comments from two South Carolina representatives. 5th Congressional District Representative Ralph Norman butted heads with witnesses by asking them if they support infanticide under the guise of trying to get them on the premise that abortion is murder. Here's Norman trying to pin down Democratic Georgia State Representative Renita Shannon and later, Fatima Goss-Graves of the National Women's Law Center. Ms. Shannon, do you agree with infanticide? Well, I think you're using um, inflammatory language to basically describe a situation that does not happen. We don't have infanticide happening. Doctors would not do that, and neither would folks who have carried pregnancy. Okay, would a healthy child, later- do you agree if a healthy child is born, that is that woman's right to decide if it lives or dies? What I think is, based on your question, you have a very low opinion of pregnant people. Because if you think no, no, that anybody the, would answer carry... the question. Excuse me. Excuse, answer the question. I'm answering it. Do you no, wanna, you're not. You want to answer take it or you want to keep agree. talking over witnesses? What I'm telling no, no. you is nobody would carry a pregnancy and then decide on a Monday because they are bored that they want to have an abortion. That's ridiculous. And it's inflammatory, what you're saying. You're talking about families who are in tough situations where folks have been excited about carrying a pregnancy. Most of the abortions that happen later in pregnancy are really tragedies where it's really a disappointment for everyone involved. But you agree with, I I take it with all those words, uh, you do agree with basically murdering a child uh, after they're born. Uh, Ms. Graves, could you answer that? Would you just, yes or no? I have to say... Congressman, how you just characterize the representative statement is is extremely inflammatory and the type of thing that it's dangerous. And what you guys saying- have been talking today about the threats against crisis pregnancy centers, which I assume are are serious and are terrible. The threats I've that people who work on abortion not access reclaiming take every my time. single day. I'm assuming and that you're part for of it is infanticide. Because of this sort I would of also say that her, lang- her language, language health Madam Chair, not okay. that, uh, the gentleman's time. Congressman, that's the question. He's reclaiming his time. I would say this: it's inflammatory when she says health care. Yeah, abortion the, is health. I'm not hold on. I'm not giving. I'm not. I'm not abortion. sharing the. I'm reclaiming my time. 
First Congressional District Republican Representative Nancy Mace was also at the committee hearing and shared her thoughts on what she wants to see in a future abortion bill that state lawmakers pass. I am from South Carolina that recently uh, implemented a fetal heartbeat bill that had exceptions for rape, incest, and life of the mother because I put them in there. It's one of the few states in the nation that has a fetal heartbeat bill with those exceptions because I told my story of being raped when we were first debating the issue just a few years ago. And I hope that the state of South Carolina, the legislature, and the governor keep those provisions in there and also do not... uh, do not legislate whether women can go to other states or other locations if they so choose uh, from the state of South Carolina. Mace then also got on a tangle with Representative Shannon over health care and the lives of pregnant people, a term that Representative Mace did not agree with. Uh, I had a miscarriage when I was first having my children. It is not going to eliminate health care for women who have ectopic pregnancies or who have miscarriages. And I don't know, you know, of one state, if you can mention one state that's going to eliminate health care for women whose lives are endangered. One state. Does anybody have one state that's trying to say that, that we're not going to allow any health care for a woman whose life is endangered? Is there one state that's making that a law? Go for it, Ms. Shannon. Yeah, I'd like to weigh in on that. And I'm just going to tell you what providers told me. When this issue came up in Georgia, providers told me that they were worried, even when you make an exception for uh, the life of the pregnant person, that they would be pregnant mother the, for the pregnant person. Female, that they woman, would be mother. That, that they would be challenged as to when it's appropriate to make the decision to perform an abortion. And so this put fear in doctors. And I'll tell you this, you live in South Carolina, I don't know what your provider situation looks like, but we already have a shortage of specialists in Georgia. Over half of Georgia's counties do not have access to an OBGYN. We can't afford to lose doctors because they feel like they're going to be criminalized or sued civilly because they... Well, therein lies care. the debate. You bring up a great that's, point. That's therein lies the debate today is why so many women either don't have access to birth control, don't have access to medical care or health care, don't have access to understand uh, if they want to keep their child, how to give it up for adoption. Why are so many women having abortions? Why do they don't have access to care? And that's really what the debate I feel should, should be like. Some big questions there at the end. And speaking of Representative Mace, she got eight amendments attached to the National Defense Authorization Act, which passed the House 329 to 101 last week. One amendment that did not stick would have prohibited federal funds from being used towards the closure of Marine Corps Recruit Depot, Paris Island. The NDAA is an annual congressional bill giving guidance on the policies and funding of defense agencies. Mace, along with South Carolina Republicans William Timmons and Joe Wilson, supported it along with Clyburn. South Carolina Republican Congressman Jeff Duncan, Ralph Norman, and Tom Rice voted against the measure. And campaign 2022 watch update. This ball is crushed. Brown liquor. August 1st is the deadline that gubernatorial candidates need to inform their parties of their running mates. Now we know Pam Evett is with Governor Henry McMaster, but who will Democratic nominee Joe Cunningham pick? The suspense. Well, we have a short list of nine potential running mates provided by the campaign. They include Tally Parm Casey of Columbia. She's CEO of the Weish Law Firm and was the first female fighter pilot in the South Carolina Air National Guard and veteran of three combat tours over Iraq, according to the campaign. The shortlist also features Columbia financial planner Rosalind Glenn, Columbia Representative Jermaine Johnson, Manning Representative Kimberly Johnson, Spartanburg City Councilwoman Megan Smith, 
Air Force pilot and commercial realtor Ed Sutton of Charleston, Folly Beach representative Spencer Wetmore, Catherine Whitaker of Mount Pleasant, who serves as chief marketing officer of Burr and Foreman, and Columbia City Manager Teresa Wilson. Cunningham said in a statement, quote, The person I choose for lieutenant governor will be ready to lead on day one. Our ticket will represent the future of South Carolina and the amazing potential of our state. I am committed to selecting a qualified, visionary leader to join our team and help usher in a new generation of leadership for South Carolina, quote. And real quick on the way out, we got a special statement from the governor's office announcing the birth of McMaster's first grandson, James Dargan Herskovitz. He's born on June 27th to their daughter Mary Rogers and son-in-law Samuel Herskovitz. Baby James shares the same middle name as the governor. Mazel tov. Let's start business with one of the biggest names in the state, Boeing. The company released delivery data last week that showed the aerospace giant didn't deliver a single 787 Dreamliner in the second quarter. That's now more than 12 months of no deliveries as the company works with the Federal Aviation Administration over fixing fuselage production flaws plaguing the North Charleston-built wide-body aircraft. Meanwhile, this week is the major Farnborough International Air Show in England, where we're broadcasting from, I'm just kidding, we're not, where Boeing just announced a deal with Delta for 100 737 MAX jets. No 787 deals, that's because Boeing officials told Reuters that they don't plan to make any 787 order announcements until after the FAA regulators approve changes and deliveries restart. We'll hopefully get more details in the company's July 27th second quarter earnings call. From the skies to the sea. Let's stick with low country commerce for a moment. Talking about the South Carolina Ports Authority having a record fiscal 2022 with 2.85 million 20-foot equivalent units, that's TEUs, being handled at Wando Welch Terminal, North Charleston Terminal, and the Leatherman Terminal. SC Ports saw a 12% uptick in cargo this fiscal year, driven by sustained consumer demand, with imports up 22% year-over-year. SC Ports President and CEO Barbara Melvin said, quote, in partnership with our great maritime community and logistics partners, South Carolina Ports has achieved yet another record year. Together, we have navigated ongoing supply chain challenges and implemented creative solutions to keep freight moving, quote. Now, in an effort to keep up with demand and supply chain issues, SC Ports has extended Sunday gate hours through at least September, giving berth priority to vessels taking out more cargo, improved rail delay dwell times, leased more than 1,000 chassis out of its smart pool fleet, and hired 150 people in operations. SC Ports has also invested more than $2 billion into port infrastructure in recent years to handle such cargo volumes. The modernized Wando Welch Terminal will soon boast 15 ship-to-shore cranes with 155 feet of lift height. It's big. The new Leatherman Terminal adds a much-needed berth to the East Coast port market. The Charleston Harbor deepening project is also on track for full completion this fall, making Charleston the deepest harbor on the East Coast at 52 feet. And SC Ports is developing the future Navy Base Intermodal Facility, a rail-served near-dock cargo facility designed to efficiently move goods to and from the Port of Charleston via rail. Now, this is all good news for the ports, even as the labor battle at the new Leatherman Terminal continues. 
You might remember that last September, a National Labor Relations Board administrative law judge ruled that the International Longshoremen's Association cannot force the use of union labor at the port, nor could it prevent shipping lines from calling on the North Charleston Terminal. The port's authority hires its own non-union staff to operate cranes at all of its container terminals. The ILA union says its contract with the United States Maritime Alliance, a consortium of shipping companies, specifies only its members can operate heavy lift equipment at newly constructed terminals. So we're talking about Leatherman there. The Post and Courier reports that the Ports Authority has countered that Leatherman isn't new because it was permitted more than a decade ago, long before the contract amendment with the ILA's requirements took effect. Back and forth, up and down on the open seas. But let's stay in the low country, folks, on terra firma. Not the sky, not the sea, terra firma. And point out that the city of Charleston was once again named Travel and Leisure's number one U.S. city, marking 10 consecutive years at the number one spot. Congratulations, Charleston. We, we nod our monocles to you. Mm, yeah, that's quite. I think that's accurate. I've been south abroad once or twice. Now, readers especially love Charleston's thriving culinary scene and easy walkability, all doused with southern charm, that's according to the magazine. The luxury hotel scene is also expanding with the just-opened Pinch Charleston and the newly crowned number one hotel in Charleston, the Luttrell, which opened in November 2021. The Luttrell at 61 State Street has been named the number two best city hotel in the United States, number 20 on the top 100 hotels in the world list, and number one hotel in Charleston, like we just said, according to Travel and Leisure. So a lot going on there in the holy city. And if you thought we'd get out of business without talking gas, well, you are just plain wrong, my friend. South Carolina leads the nation when it comes to the lowest gas prices, as we are currently averaging $4.02 a gallon. We're so close. Almost under 4 North Carolina is averaging $4.17, and Georgia, right there, whopping four oh three. This according to AAA. The organization reports that at the close of Friday's formal trading session, West Texas Intermediate Crude increased by $1.81 to settle at $97.57. Crude prices increased slightly at the end of the week due to the market expecting crude supply to remain tight throughout summer. Tightening of the supply is being driven by the potential for slower economic growth due to rising interest rates and inflation. Declining crude demand due to reduced economic activity could lead prices to follow suit, though. For this week, crude prices could rise if the market continues to believe supply will remain tight. So exciting, exciting dynamics at play here. The future. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic and we want to hear your stories as well. Tell us how you're handling things, what your travel plans are like, if you're just hanging tight. The heat, the heat is here. It's real. AC breakdowns, we got to hear about it, okay? We want to know. 803-563-7169. Have you stayed in any of these fancy hotels? I want to hear about some fancy hotel stays. Yeah, I know. Gavin's interested. Because I... I, I Took a good thirty minutes of just looking at like all the new like hotels and fancy places down in Charleston. I was like, oof, it's a lot. I go to the same places over and over when I go to Charleston, so I don't like dabble out to like the little palm bar at this new <laughs> hotel. And I'm like, but it looks really cool. I'm like, okay, I should have done that during my birthday weekend and done some more fun stuff. But I also just you know 
don't Creature care. Creature habit, yeah. Yeah, just don't I, care. Like, I get doing it for the gram. You know, I do a lot of things for the gram somewhat. Not sure. Really. Like, I don't intentionally, like, I hear some of these horror stories of people doing things like a friend of mine, she's going on a bachelorette party. Yeah. And with a bunch of influencer girlfriends. Oh, yeah. And they intentionally booked a larger Airbnb. They don't need the space. Yeah. Only because of photos. I love that. So yeah. they spent like $1,500 on this trip. Hasn't even gone on it yet. Yeah. And you're like, what? what? It's a write-off, tax write-off. You don't know. You just write it off. You just write it off. Who That's pays how for it? Works. I don't know. I just you write, write it, it off. Well, <laughs> if anyone is wondering, no, we don't have a voice. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you gotten to this point now, you're wondering, are they just going to start in on it? Yes. This is the the part of the podcast that's a true podcast, if I can say that. If I yeah. as a podcaster aficionado, yeah. I know what it takes to put together a podcast. This part of the pod, I would really like to say, it's the worst of both worlds. You know what I mean? Like, I want to talk unhinged, unstructured for at least 15 minutes, AT. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing stopping us. Here you are, trapped, listening to us. There's nothing you could do. AT, speaking of being trapped yes. and not being able yes. to do anything about it, you shared with me some... Shocking information. Yes, if anyone that knows me had tried to reach me over this past five days, I have been phoneless this whole time. <gasps> oh, gasp! It's been terrible. My pearls. Yes, cl- clutch them, please, for me, because uh, Caitlin did something with my SIM card, mm. and now my phone doesn't work as a phone. Uh, it's it's a real nightmare. I thought it. I thought it might be fi- fixed today, and it is absolutely not. Um, but you're off the grid. You're living life free, right? Yes, I am off the grid. It's Quote. tough. But uh, the one good thing that came out of this is that um, Caitlin and I, we have since I'm off the grid, mm-hmm. I had a lot more time for us to sit down as a couple. Mm-hmm. And for a while now, we've been reading uh, The Hobbit and Lord yeah. of the Rings together. And we finally finished There yesterday. we go. And I realized... The if, phone. if you if you read this book and you pay attention to the dates in Lord of the Rings, the all three books, um, it takes a little over a year, and that is exactly the time that it's taken Caitlin and I to read mm. this. And it was a real time journey. Oh, it hits you in the feels at the end, Gavin. I tell you what. Oh, little little, little tear got a little misty in the in the old Shire household. I would reading. love to just be on a fly on the wall and see that. And... Well, you'd have to listen to Lord of the Rings. Could you just nudge me awake when you're about to cry? <laughs> but then you won't know why it's so good. I, I could, you know, catch up and God. <laughs> when Frodo goes into the West, into the Undying Lands, and oh Sam God. realizes he can't go with them anymore, it gets oh, tough. Okay, okay. it's I got hard. You. I'm it's tearing hard. up now. Oh, I can tell. Just thinking about. Yeah, you look really wet. I've been, yeah, <laughs> I've been in pools all weekend, so I haven't towed off. <laughs> we definitely need to do a podcast from a pool. Can we do that somehow? Uh, yeah, totally. I think so. We have the headsets. We got the headsets. the The wires can go in the water. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, not the mics. Yeah, or the zoom. We could do that. Come into a pool near you. Give us some pool wrecks, people. We will come to your pool and do our show. If you have a nice pool, you can actually- has to be a nice pool. Can't be a crappy pool. Uh, if you want to text us pictures of your yeah. your pool, we, we can get texts on the number. Or, yeah, at the text, or you can follow us on Twitter at SCLeadPod. Yep. And DM, we will slide come in those to a DMs. pool near you. I will. If it's a nice looking pool- It has to be nice looking. You know what, you know what constitutes a nice pool for me? Blue is, water. N- it <laughs> Clear has, water. It has deep, deep end. I don't. I don't, really I don't like the the, the flat leisure the flate. I love the, the flat. Flight. The flate. <laughs> oh, I've never been. <laughs> I like. I like where there's a you deep don't like end. The I part, can go yeah. underwater. As a tall man, 
I want to be able to not touch. I was in a pool up to about five, four and a half feet, which I thought was enjoyable as a six foot tall person. I enjoyed that. Yeah, well, your boy's six three, and I don't want to touch the bottom. Okay, I, want, I don't want to touch. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want an eight-foot deep end. Oh. I want a head-first diving area, okay? <laughs> if it's still not recommended, I want the ability I to go all the way the down. I want the option, okay? Yeah. Can, 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 talk, let's steal some feet from Charleston Harbor. Come on. Let's get deep. <laughs> Seriously, though, we will we will go anywhere in the state for a good pool right now. Oh, I don't care. Is it in Wando? Doesn't matter. <laughs> is it in? <laughs> Where else is it good? Awanda. Are you in Awanda? Listen, you got a nice pool? Let me know. Greenwood? Greenwood? I've been Rock there. Hill? Rock Hill even? We go. Okay. We would prefer somewhere that's interstate accessible, though. Anyway, people, <laughs> if if this has driven you crazy listening to this. Or if you're listening while you're in a pool. Yeah. You got to call. Which is you a You got to leave a voicemail. You have okay? to. If you could call from the pool, I would love that, okay? AirPods exist. You can get hands-free. Come on, people. Also, if you're not making calls while you're in the pool, I mean- you're, you're behind. I mean, like, I'm always buying and selling, trading. Oh, yeah. On the phone with Tokyo. Always keep up with bonus hours. Like, yes. buy now, baby. Like, the, the you've R- seen my vacation. It's it's not really a vacation. The ROI for Gavin's pool visits is off the charts, okay? His network is so beyond his net worth, it's crazy. The only time I'm not on the phone is when I'm taping this podcast He's, and I'm it, losing money. Gavin has an impressive grind set. And if you guys want to if you guys want to brag about your grind set, go ahead. 803-563-7169. Stop us from doing this. Anyway, Gavin, have a good week. Give yes. him a give him the outro, okay? Okay, folks, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys all the time. We'd appreciate you more if you left us a message or review on iTunes. 803-563-7169. We know everyone's busy. It's summer. No one's on the roads in Columbia. I don't know where everyone is, but they're out and about, probably having fun. Let us know what you're doing. 803-563-7169. And you can also stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Hey, welcome to the South Carolina lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded from a bathroom. I, I really can't tell you much more. I know I just moved the, the mic around a little bit. Got hot test. Hot test one. Uh, mic number one here in a studio. Uh, I think it's Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina. That's what the guy in the booth is telling me. <laughs> Yeah, I had nine biscuits. Good place. Yeah, I'd come back here.